Welcome to the Art of the Dive. Game week one just finished up, and what a first game week it was. Game week two is on the way, and we've got way more information to deal with and a lot of things to talk about this week. I'm here, second pod in a row, with Jake, Little Dong, Arsenal, Fly Emirates. That's going to be your name because he's wearing his stupid Arsenal jersey today. Uh, And we're live together again for only the third time ever in our 65 episodes that we've recorded. So we're pretty jacked. Jake, how are you, buddy? Doing well. Excited. Uh, Strong, strong performance by Arsenal, obviously. That's great. Fantastic. What's pretty funny here is that Jake is normally whiny like every single podcast ever. But for the first time in his sad little existence, he's had a good first game week while sabotaging everyone else in his in his FPL life and making them have bad game weeks. And so he's feeling pretty good. He's excited to pod. You know, for all the new listeners, I do want to say that I did have a good game week last year to start the season and actually a few good game weeks in a row. It was the minus 80 debacle, which I don't want to speak of right now. That's on you. Okay, that's that's your fault. You it's did that. FPL. You did that to yourself. It's on FPL. No. Okay. Uh, let's just get into it right away, Jake. Uh, there's a lot to talk about this week. Game week one was pretty interesting. Uh, it'll be interesting to look at our our game week one scores and where that puts us in the overall because both of us felt like we had pretty good weeks, but it's not like we're absolutely flying or anything like that. Uh, but I think I wanted to start with a standard game week one topic, and that's this idea of "I told you so." Okay, so uh, this is this is like the most classic FPL community thing of all time. We've got folks that play FPL and have been tweeting their ideas or their thoughts or their plans the entire season. And now they're really excited to start playing the I told you so game. So the big ones right now, I would say, Jake, are defenders playing like five at the back. Right. And then the other one I would say is premium forwards so those are two things that people are just like mouthing off about like yes yeah i told you five at the back's the way to go or i told you premium forwards are the way to go it's kind of a silly thing i mean what do you think is this the time to be playing the i told you so game yeah definitely not since we're you know what three percent of the way not even three percent less than three percent of the way done with the season so it's a little bit early to be playing the i told you so game um the the hard thing for me is that and and you mentioned this prior to starting the pod so i'm gonna take your line you know the fix and someone else posted this on twitter i forget who but like the fixtures were there right like we kind of expected it for one week. It's this isn't a like a one week game. You can't change your team every week. You can only make one change without taking hits, um, which hurts your score. So yeah, I mean, Kane scored two goals. Good for him. He got bonus. Um, but honestly, to me, like the fact that Obama Yang only scored a single goal against Newcastle on his like one chance the entire game against what people were arguing is one of the weaker teams in the league and then Aguero only getting one goal I mean granted it was you know he didn't play for very much but it was a PK and the rest of City did well it's like I'm still not scared about the premium forwards even Kane's first goal was absolute luck um and then the five in the back like yeah there was just a lot of clean sheets to be had this week I feel like everybody cleaned so yeah if you went with five defenders good week to do it yeah so for me and we've talked about this in the past and we'll bring it up again in the future, but 
the whole game of FPL is just a probability game. So we're not, no one is predicting the future, right? Nobody can tell you the exact best way to play the game. But what we can say is what are some statistics or what are some things that we're looking for, characteristics in players uh, or numbers that we're looking for to help make the best pick that gives you the best chance of being successful. And the reality of it is the, the fixtures were there this week for the whole five at the back system. Uh, and they are also were there for the, the premium forwards for the most part. Um, the reality of it is, though, we have to play the probability game. And so I think somebody had asked me, like, oh, do you think that premium forwards are and we'll talk a little more in, in the pot about this but do you think premium forwards are back like is it is now the time but it's an issue of probability and and if you're going to pick premium forwards um they don't score as many points for goals they tend to have less of of likely of a chance of getting bonus points uh and they cost a lot of money so you lose uh the ability to spend money in other parts of the pitch and so it's just a probability game the fixtures were there stop saying i told you so it's fucking annoying yeah, I don't want to, I'll just add one more thing. But I, I mean, if anything, if you really look at it, it gives you proof this week that premium forwards still aren't the way to go. Because if you went with mid-price forwards like Rashford, who, you know, arguably we probably should have discussed a little bit more. I, I didn't really think the, they were going to smash Chelsea and we'll talk about it more. But you could have just gone with Rashford and like a, another like 6.5 <clears throat> forward that had a good week and you would have been fine you would have covered what the premium forwards did so yeah i i just i'm gonna get angry the more i talk about it but i don't think that that is true at this point in time and you may continue to do it and good luck to you are you crying yeah i'm crying that's how upset i am no i'm not crying it sounds like you're crying yeah okay whatever Looks like you're crying. That's such a lot. Water running down your te- your <laughs> oh tears down gosh. your face. I don't really like these pods in person with you. Why? Last week it was I'm touching your leg all the time. Well, you're now still doing like that. I'm just letting you do it this time because I know that it makes you more comfortable. No. I, no. That's Jake, not true. For Jake the talked to me off pod and was like, listen, man, I just need something to hang on to. It's not sexual. I said, well, it was, you know, kind of on my inner thigh. To me, that's weird. And I was like, but I, you know, as a friend... I understand, you know? Yeah. Yeah, whatever. I'm just going to let that go. That's not happening well, for all the listeners out there. No one knows, do they? Uh, Mark asked, I thought, a really good question. And this could be really like the foundation question after game week one. And it's this. It's this. It's uh, what do we know now that we didn't know on Friday afternoon? So now that we've had a few days, right, to uh, sit back, watch some matches, see some points come in. What do we know now about teams, about players? Obviously, that's a huge question. And we could spend, you know the entire podcast just hitting those things but what are some big things jake or some themes that you think um maybe maybe are a little different than what we were looking at or thinking about on friday like you already mentioned maybe we should have been talking about rashford or maybe even united more in general um what do you think yeah i'll, I'll just do three things um the first the first being bournemouth attack was a disappointment and that's a little bit of concern. King, Frazier, uh, Wilson, all owned by around 20% or more of teams. And they really didn't generate very much. Uh, just read that they all had one one shot each uh, for those big really? three players. Yeah, pretty disappointing. Um, and then obviously the only one who returned was Wilson, who arguably probably should have scored when he was three yards away from goal. 
um, but got the assist on the rebound. So that's a concern to me because, I mean, I know Sheffield is a good defensive team, per se, coming up from the championship, but that's that's something we need to keep an eye on. The second thing I would argue is that there are points to be had among the teams coming up. Um, The Norwich attack looked really good. They honestly could have put two or three past Liverpool. I'm not saying that you need to just get rid of all of Liverpool defense, like Liverpool defense is bad. I think it was a mix. I think Gomez and Trent on the right side are a little bit more of a liability. But I also think Norwich attack is is solid, and there are probably going to be points that to be had there when their fixtures turn. The last thing I think the Chelsea and Man United game, everyone, most people watched it. Uh, it Chelsea are in trouble. I would say that I think is more obvious and telling. Uh, Man United to me probably should have considered them a little bit more. I don't know if it's just because I I don't like Man United. Um, but I, I think that we'll have to see how they do against Wolves. Like I'm, I'm peaked. My interest is peaked, but I, I want to see them play. You are peaked right now. There is no (laughs) doubt about that. I want to see them play one other team. So those are my big three, I would say. Yeah. And I wouldn't change anything. I, I, I completely agree. I mean, looking up and down the results, um, outside of that United Chelsea clash, most things were pretty normal um, or like expected. I, I guess another thing just to hit on was that Everton attack, right? Where a lot of people were trying to get into that Everton attack. Um, I did not. Uh, did you? No. no. You did not either. Um, a lot of people were saying that that is another, that was an essential attack to get into. So there is an I told you so. Essential is a stupid fucking word. Uh, but but it's it clearly was not, right? It was not an attack that we necessarily had to be in. I do think that they'll be better going forward. I There's almost no doubt about that. They couldn't be worse. We know Crystal Palace can defend uh, throughout. Especially at home. Yeah, at home. They're, they tend to be very good, but but that was that was an interesting one. I, I mean, the other one I think that was just interesting in terms of results was Brighton smashing Watford, where we thought that, you know, Watford was going to be a team this year. And, and we kind of stayed away from an FPL perspective early, but they were definitely a team on my watch list. They still are. I'm not going to drop players, you know, but, you know, you never know, like a Dini or De La Feu. Those are types of players that you tend to slide into your team at some point in the year. I guess I'm just surprised by their thrashing. I, I agree. Those... Those were, I guess, the Everton Crystal Palace. I was not surprised, um, but yeah, the the Watford smashing was very interesting to me. Also, kind of disappointing because I know a lot of people wanted to go Ryan, and I thought there was no way they were going to keep it clean, and and they did. So kudos to them and their new manager. I'm going to take a look at Brighton too because they have great fixtures. Oh. Okay, let's get into uh, like our teams uh, and how we did. So. We both had pretty decent game weeks. Uh, you particularly had a nice game week, which is unfortunate because now everyone thinks you're good at the game, which uh, I don't really understand. Everyone, you know, every squirrel finds a nut once in a while is the saying in America here. In Britain, it's, you know, every queen finds a... Has a corgi. Has a corgi. Yeah. Yeah. That's And that's the similar... They're yeah. similar sayings. They mean the same, I think. Yeah, I think so. I don't yeah. really know. Right. Every pint has a glass. Yeah. And every... Blood pie is a pig. Yeah. All right. Welcome, yeah, to, welcome to England. Welcome to England. Okay. Uh, so do you want to do your team first or do you want me to do my team? Uh, you can do your team first. Okay. Uh, so my team, I finished with uh, 83 total points. 
Um, my game week rank still has not updated. I think that the game is like just being slow. Uh, but I, well, game week rank and overall rank this week are the same. Yeah. So that's why they haven't done that yet. Um, so I finished 750,000, which is not bad. Uh, 83 points with an average of 65. I'm quite happy with that. In terms of returns, uh, I guess not everyone knows our teams right now because we probably have made changes since mm-hmm. last pod. So I'll go through my team. Uh, I did have Pope as my goalkeeper, uh, eight points. Um, along my back line, I have Robertson, Van Dyke, Stones, and Laporte. And obviously Van Dyke had a goal. Uh, Stones and Laporte, both with cleans. I'm happy with that little combo. I think that that, I mean, obviously there's concern, right, that the Stones start every single match. I think it's an interesting little differential. I don't see many teams anywhere that have double city defense. And I do think that they're going to, much like last year, just because they have the ball so much, clean a lot. So, um, Across the midfield, uh, Mora, Frazier, Sterling, Salah, Barkley. Um, Mora was interesting, right? Could have headed the ball in in like the second minute of the game or whatever and headed it straight to the goalkeeper. Um, then was pushed out wide in the second half and really was not very involved, but did get an assist, which I guess makes me feel a little better about it. I'm concerned about him and feel like he wasn't the best pick, um, but we'll talk about that kind of towards the end of the pod with our plans going forward. Um, Sterling, obviously, and Salah, great performances. Barkley was mostly sad. I mean, there were some glimpses where he got some shots off. Um, but he was very loose on the ball, turned the ball over a number of times. That was tough to watch. And then up top, I have uh, King, um, who had an XG of like 0.03 and an XA of 0.05 on the match. So that was disappointing. Um, and then across my bench, just so everyone knows, I have McGovern, who didn't play. Uh, Zuma, who was probably the worst pick of my life at minus one. Uh, and then Greenwood and Wickham, who I'm happy with both of them getting the one point. They saw the pitch, and that was the idea with two point four point five forwards. I just wanted them to see the pitch. So, again, uh, 80, 83 points, uh, 750K. Um, Jake, how did you do? Yeah, I, honestly, two things. Um I don't know why people are so like. I mean, I'm I'm glad I I beat you. Like, don't get me wrong. And we didn't do a head to head league this year. That's a side point. We should have done that. But La- whatever. last year we did head to head, and I only beat you. I think I finished like um like four games ahead of you or something. Yeah, I had a lot more points than you, but I only finished like four or five game weeks that I I finished ahead well, of you. And that leads me to my second point: is I was gonna say I actually started last year out better with a higher overall game week rank. Um, but this this week i got 90 points which i think is more points than last year um but again everybody seemed to return this this uh first game week overall rank just under three hundred thousand at 296 um my team is similar pope in the back uh i went with trent just because of more attacking returns so i got an assist there which was nice which made up a little bit of the points and then i did switch out laporte for dinge uh lucas i just i didn't like the whole spurs and bournemouth matchups and i am planning to go to laporte at some point um but i i also had stones and then van dyke and then in the mid i agree mora i mean i just had an 
this expectation that he was going to get like two goals. It was kind of a punt, and I agree. I, I guess I just didn't know where else to go with that money. I didn't want Siggy. I didn't think Pulisic was going to be a good investment, and I, I should have considered Martial a little bit higher up, but I was a little bit worried um, because he just tends to disappear, and I didn't think Man United would smash Chelsea. So I didn't know where else to go. Now I have more information. I know you're a big proponent of holding transfers, but I, I may just burn it this week. We'll talk about that more. And then Sterling Sala, obviously really good. Frazier was a disappointment. And I went with Robinson. There was some talk amongst the FPL community that he's a good option. Um, he did get some returns in preseason, and he's a midfielder playing in the striker position alongside McGoldrick for Sheffield. Um, he had a half chance, didn't really do a ton. Not too worried, though, because he plays forward. And I forget who they play next week, but not too worried. And then Wilson got an assist for me. But overall, Bournemouth is a little bit my other concern right now. They have great fixtures, so I'm not going to just get rid of them. But yeah, that's my team. Not not terrible, not fantastic. I feel like you're, to to me, you're like my Lucas Mora, you know, of a co-host. Okay. Like I look at you and I think like, Oh, you know, like he could start, like he, you know, he could be decent, you know, uh, a chance for some goals there. And then the, the match starts and like within two minutes, you just head a ball straight to the goalkeeper <laughs> and things just absolutely fucking fall apart. They just unravel. Yeah. Do you think like it's Lucas's fault or do you think it's like the, the manager's fault? Like maybe. You no, know. it's Lucas's fault. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. I was just checking. 100%. The fact that you tried to put that back on me really pisses I me off. I didn't say that you were the manager. The fact that you're you, making yourself You the looked at me and kind of did like a hand motion to me when you did it. That's not true. I that is. No, 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 no. My hand's on your leg. I'm going to fucking punch you. About. I'm going to punch you like really soon. That's the nice thing about being so close. I can hit you whenever I want. Yeah, you're right. I'm like a Lucas Mora, but I got you an assist. So there you go. Oh, thanks, Jake. <laughs> For the assist, and now you're going to blank against City and then get benched the rest of the I mean, season. On, okay, honestly, that's the biggest issue with him is we're probably going to have to transfer him out. But, like, he the, – the more concerning thing was him moving out wide. Yeah, like, honestly, that, if he stays yeah. up top, I wouldn't even mind starting him against City because, like, City's defense has been known to ship goals. Like, whatever. But Okay, uh, so that's how we did. Um, and what did you finish overall again? 90. No, but oh, what do you, for overall uh, rank, rank, just I think under three hundred thousand. Oh, just yeah. under three hundred. Okay, okay. Uh, so the other team that we're going to be talking about this year is our Slack community team. Uh, so we this year decided, and it's mostly been run by uh, Gaz has been driving a lot of it. Bobby Lowe's been helping a lot as well. Um, but, but on our Slack channel, we're doing a, a community team. So the way this works is Gaz normally FPL Gaz. So you should check him out again. I shouted him last week, but he's been posting like, here's what we're going to do or here, here are the options for what we can move forward with um, in terms of starters, captains, vice captains. And then we vote on it. There's probably... I mean, I would say I've been looking, especially in the last week, there's probably about like 30 people active in it. Uh, we have a Slack community of about 100, but probably about 30 are consistently or 20 to 30 are consistently voting, probably 15 that are commenting a lot and, and doing things like that. So then I update the teams like towards the end of the week uh, just to make sure that that the team's good to go. So um, if you're interested in doing something like this, you can join our Patreon um, and and. 
uh, get into the Slack channel and then start voting as well. So our Slack team, which is called Marco Doesn't Matter, I don't, that was a name voted on and I feel like Jake made like 12 Slack accounts and then was like, oh, hey, I got an idea for a name and then just voted with all of them. Is that true? It's not actually. I don't remember what I voted for, but I feel like you do matter and I, I don't support Don't patronize that me. I don't, don't patronize me. Son of a bitch. Uh... Our team got 85 points. It's actually a very similar team to what Jake and I both have. So Pope and Goal, Van Dyke, Zinchenko, uh, Dingy, Rabo, and then Sterling Frazier, Salah, Perez, and King and Wilson up top. And then on the bench right now, we have McGovern, Dendonker, Lundstrom, and Wickham. Uh, and so pretty solid performance for the team, uh, 85 points and a game week uh, rank of 593,000. So... Uh, honestly, a, a good pick and did better than me this week. So pretty solid. Uh, we'll be voting. So Gaz has already started posting like lineup options and what we want to do with transfers and things like that. So we've started voting on that. And again, if you want to be involved, you can join our Patreon by going to our um, our Twitter or to our uh, website or to patreon.com. Okay. Uh, so moving forward here, we should probably look at how people did in the leagues. Um, so I'm just going to pull up our league page. Uh, of course, League Dive is the best league in the entire the entire FPL community, right? Correct. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, this year we have, I don't know exactly how many we have. I haven't counted recently, but I, I know we've topped over 500 by quite a bit. I think we're getting close to 600 now. Uh, if you listen to the podcast and you play FPL and you're not in the league, that doesn't make sense to me. Um, and so please join Uh HHJNO7 is the league code. Uh, it will close after about game week eight probably is what we did last year um and the winner gets a t-shirt so matt frisky um uh, kyote kid was the winner last year and he just tweeted us a picture of him in his shirt with his uh his little one that he, he recently had uh and so he's looking good looking sharp in the shirt was he told me he wore it for 24 hours straight oh nice not, yeah that's a long time that's dedication yeah he cares i would say keep it on matt you know don't don't take yeah. it off. Leave yeah. it on forever. Definitely. You can wear it the other way around so that the right. logo's on the back. There's right. a lot of ways you can do it. The logo that you messed up. Yeah. So <laughs> the no wrong logo. <laughs> the wrong logo. Okay. Uh, so we have um, we have a League Dive leaderboard. Let's hit the top 10. A lot of people are tied right now, but some like monster weeks. Really crazy. So uh, let's see. Christopher Marshall in 10th, uh, tied with a bunch of other people. Um, Yargon Pritza, Ang Sang Yao. Uh, and then tied for seventh is Matthew Harrison, Bossman, and Nitin Patel. And then sixth uh, is Janssen Jodev, 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 Jodev. Yeah, close. Fifth, uh, Carlton Palmer. Fourth, Gustav Olb or Olbe. Uh, second, tied Gareth the Gaffer and Samuel Smith. And in first, first place with a pretty absurd score of 114, uh, Blake Young. In first place right now for did League he, Dive. Did he use his triple captain? Uh, let's take a look. Yes, he TC'd Sterling, which is... Well done. Yeah, ballsy, but uh, but really well done. A few people actually reached out to me about that, Jake, and they were like, hey, what, um, like, should I triple captain this week? There's good fixtures. And I just... Yeah, it, it's true. There were... The fixtures were there, actually. Salah or... It, Sterling, I probably wouldn't have, but actually Salah I would have looked at against Norwich. Mm-hmm. Um... But I just don't have the balls, like, in the first week to do it. Do you? Yeah, I don't... It's interesting. We should honestly look at 
like past history I, f- I feel like i always think about like the good double game weeks where you know sanchez like got multiple returns in two games and i'm like oh that's what i like drool and dream over of having but i don't know if that happens as much anymore because players get rotated a little bit more and you know as we said like the bench boost is also a good thing to be using it's an inch it would be an interesting little research project to see if like just using it on single game weeks if people tend to get more points um than on double game weeks yeah i don't know yeah i don't know anything that's been done like data that's been collected about that it would be interesting to know um i don't know who could pull that if anybody knows reach out to us that'd be really interesting um and then the last league that I just want to hit on is the PSL Super League, which is another a Patreon league. If you join our Patreon, you get to be in the PSL Super League. Um, we have a bunch of Patreon members uh, that, that are now in it. Um, and we're just going to do, we'll do the top three. How about, because it's a league of about 15 people. So mm-hmm. uh, in third uh, is actually you, Jake. Oh, wow. Nice. Uh, Jake Close. Uh, and first, uh, tied for first is Bobby Love and Jake Spice. And Bobby even took the time to send in a comment. Can't wait for you to read my team out above both of you. Absolute pleasure, lads. Hope you enjoy my shadow. Hmm. Well, I think oh, Marco's getting really angry. That's okay, though. Um, I mean, good kudos to Bobby. I did not have the balls to put an Arsenal defender in my team. I hate Bobby. Oh, God. I really do. I kind of like him. I think he's an idiot. Well, you're going to be living in his shadow, so what does that make you? Now I'm going to kill you after this. <laughs> How about that? I will cut you. At least you're going to wait till we're done with the pod. Yeah. Uh, the last little shout is the uh, there's a pirate league this year. So FPL Whitebeard started this last year, and I participated in it. It was pretty fun. Um, it's a pirate league, so it's a little bit different. The way it works is it's actually head-to-head scoring. Um, and so what you do each week is you submit a form to him. He'll send you an email and you just click on the team that you want to go head to head with. Uh, if you beat that team, the reason it's called a pirate league is you plunder their gold. So there's like a certain amount of gold. Like I think you start with a hundred gold or something. Uh, and when you, uh, go head to head with them and you beat them or lose to them, you either gain or lose gold. The idea is to deplete other people's gold supplies, right? And build yours up. It's kind of an unusual format, like this head to head with different people every week, but it's also kind of fun uh i played it last year had a really good time felt like i was unfairly targeted often but um you know when you're a celebrity that's just how it goes yeah Yeah. definitely do i have to change my name to something more like piratey yeah like butt pirate jake (laughs) (laughs) i was thinking like jolly rogers or like i don't know jolly rogers the butt pirate like that yeah, that's what I guess so. Yeah, I guess I'll change my name. If it was that. the Jake, we haven't done the Jake voice. If it was the Jake voice, it would go, No, Jolly Rogers, the butt pirate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for this. I'm yeah. definitely joining. Fun little league. Uh, so the way uh, Whitebeard is doing it this year is if you want to join the league, um, you just have to use our keyword, which is going to be PSL. So just the word, the letters PSL is our keyword. And then you'll be joined within other dive members. Whoever wins that league then about like halfway through the season is actually actually going to i believe get thrown into like a league with other podcasts so we're kind of like fighting right like we're fighting for a spot yeah, to represent like we have a ship and we're shooting right. other ships right. yeah. we're killing each other first i think <laughs> actually which doesn't seem like a good idea and then we're going to go up against some other podcasts yeah. so it's just like kind of a different way to do some things and if you think it would just be fun to mess around with um you know you have to go to uh, whitebeard.top backslash whitebeard.com 
dot top backslash and you can join um get in touch if you have some questions okay so that was kind of a lot of like league and business stuff let's get back to a little bit of fpl before we take a short break uh let's do jake's mistakes should we do some jake's mistakes yeah jake's mistakes yeah so jake's mistakes uh nick actually wrote a jake's mistakes little jingle recently didn't he I don't know. I haven't seen it. Okay. Well, let's start with this whole Barnes thing, Jake. Let's just start <laughs> just with that. Start, we're just going to air it out into the open. Yeah, let's air it because I think that that's a pretty big mistake. Now, I'd like for you to kind of take this part of the story and let's explain your side of it first for the fun of it. Okay. okay. Go ahead. Okay. So, yeah, when we were in Seattle, uh, you know, we had a great time, did a lot of hiking, uh, you know, got to go to the fish market and throw some fish. Um, really good. But then we shared our teams because... Marco's usually pretty secretive about his team. Honestly, that's fine. I just, you know, I didn't like force him to share his team, but he wanted to talk about it. Uh, he had. I didn't really want to talk about it that much, for the record. Okay. You. Okay. So no, no, no. Let's be clear on what happened. Jake had a fit like three days in a row where he was like mad at myself and our wives like i need some time to do fpl and it's like we're in this beautiful countryside like eating this awesome food drinking uh beautiful wines going hiking and jake's like you said we were gonna talk about it tomorrow and then i'd be like no man we're going hiking or like no man we're going out to dinner and he was just whiny the whole time why not both you know why not (laughs) why not do fpl in god's beautiful country um but anyways so that's his side of the story but we were talking about our teams um and i think initially you had king and barnes as your two starting forwards you were going to play a 4-4-2 uh the rest of your team i feel like was pretty similar except maybe not mora was there you were thinking about him anyways long story short he was worried about Barnes because Wood had such a good start to the preseason and we just weren't sure because Jay Rodriguez might come in and play. He ultimately went away from Barnes. To be fair, I had Barnes in my original team with Wilson as an 8.0 and Barnes as a 6.5. So it's my mistake as well, even though he doesn't feel that way. So he's really angry about it. Um, but yeah, Barnes... I don't know. We don't really have any Burnley supporters. Someone needs to explain to me why Barnes always does so well, but then ends up with less points than Wood um, because he gets 15 yellow cards a year. That's true. Um, Why is he actually good? It looks like he should be in prison. All these things are questions I have. The only time I ever get to watch Burnley is when they play against like Man City and Liverpool and they have like... 12 players in the box you're like that's not even allowed how are there 12 players on the pitch um but that's what i see with with burnley um so i don't get to see the good things when they actually like thrash teams i found the jake's mistakes jingle can i oh yeah yeah. because yeah. i think it's the right time right yeah definitely sure kind of fucked me so I'm gonna sing it. Here That's we go. Debatable. He's messing up shirts and his wild card. When it comes to life, Jake finds it pretty hard. He's trying his best, but he's doing it wrong. From what I've heard, he has a little dong. It's Jake's mistakes. Wow. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. <laughs> well, that made me feel better about Jake bending me over there. That was not great. So my thought with the whole Barnes thing uh, is that. Well, first off, he had a nice end to last year. He played pretty well. Um, the issue, of course, the concern was, and we talked about this on the last podcast, that Wood had an amazing preseason, and then they brought in Rodriguez, right? So that that's tough. Also, Burnley's fixtures were challenging for the most part at the start of the season, and so it turned me off a little bit from him. But 
the reality of it is he's a, he's a very good player. He's got a nose for goal. His XG last year was pretty close to his ex- exact. I think it was just like, like I think he had 13 goals last year and his XG was like 13.5 or yep. some 13.5. And his XA last year was like four and he had three or something. So it's not like he's like under or overperforming like where he's supposed to be. Uh, and so I guess for me, I was like, oh, okay, his fixtures aren't great. And then Jake like pushed me over the edge. And and I, so that's one yeah, reason. I shoved him off a cliff. That's well, what happened. Yeah, literally in Seattle. Uh, I, that's one reason I don't share my team almost ever. So we have a close group of friends that we all text and we were getting ready like for our, you know, our, our FPL season. I think a lot of people probably do that with their buddies. And my friends always give me a hard time because I, I almost never share my team. I think last year I shared it like once with them and they think I'm being a dick because I'm like trying to keep my cards close to my chest so that they don't know what I'm going to do. That's actually not what it is. I, I don't care if they know my team. I care when people comment on my team because I know this about myself that I'm influenced by like other people's thoughts. So like if other people say, oh, why didn't, why are you doing it this way? You should do it differently. Like suddenly I'll be like, oh. Yeah, I should consider that. And I start to change it when normally my like initial assessment of things is very I'm I will be cocky and saying it. I think my initial assessment of things is very good. I think that I understand the game really well and that I have a strategy that has been relatively successful over the last few years. When I start questioning kind of that thought process or like, you know, my picks is when I get myself into trouble. And that's why I very rarely share my team, even like on Slack, people have asked like, oh, hey, it's like your guys' Slack channel. Everyone else shares their teams. Why don't you share theirs? It's because I, I don't want your opinion. I really don't. If I want your opinion about a player or about a couple different players, I will ask, you know, I will put that out there and be like, hey, make me an argument for this guy. And then I'll take that information into account. So that's, I mean, that's kind of, oh, Jake just, ha- just had a Victoria's Secret ad pop up on in his email. Oh, there you go. Are you buying yourself some some hot undies? Maybe. Oh, I have a coffee company email too. Mm, let's we're focus. Let's focus on the Victoria's Secret undies that you're going to be buying. Okay. Okay. I'm going to close my email because I don't trust you. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Kenny wrote in, is Jake going to beat everyone and then we'll have a Marco's Mistakes feature? Uh, Patty wrote in, now that Bobby Love is a viral sensation, will you be leaving Jake and his Ashley Bar- Barnes depriving ways to present the pod with the best name in the business? First off, Patty, no, Bobby Love sucks. Second off, uh, Kenny... I don't understand. Have we forgotten that I had a great year? Now it's one game week. One game week. And you're just, I'm on the roadside. It's like, let's do a Marcos mistake section. Yeah, this is what happens when you're famous. God, it's brutal. Um, do you have any more mistakes you want to share? I uh, just think Mora was a little bit, it's honestly like when you were going off on your rant about Barnes, I was thinking like Mora to me is almost like a midfielder Barnes where he doesn't have great fixtures, but you know, he could have banged this week and he didn't. And I think Barnes did. And, you know, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's good to not have had Barnes. Like, obviously, it's hard when you see him score two goals and get three bonus points. But, like, it's the same argument for Mora. Like, now Mora's fixtures get tough. I mean, he still plays high in an attack with a good team. Um, but, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I think Mora, I, I'm going to probably be the first player to transfer. He's going to be my first player to transfer out. I probably should have gone safer. I just didn't know where to go. But now we have more information. So, like, now we have more information on Barnes. And actually, a lot of people still didn't bring Barnes in. So, who knows? You know? Okay. It's Jake's mistakes. Uh, we'll be back. Stay tuned.
Okay, welcome back to the second half of the pod. Uh, we've got a bunch of questions from write-ins this week, and then we'll talk a little bit about captain selection options and kind of what our plans are going forward into game week two. Uh, before we get there, I just wanted to quickly mention our Patreon. Uh, we, we do have a Patreon channel. We've had a number of people join recently. Just wanted to give a shout out to uh, Matt Frisky and Meredith, uh, who both recently joined. Um, thank you guys so much. Uh, it really helps Jake and I pay for our vacations, uh, going to Seattle, the expensive dinners. We went and had oysters like multiple nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, bottles of nice wine. Um, I think you're going to be buying a Ferrari soon. Yeah, hopefully. A couple more Patreons and I'm going to be there. Yeah, so things, I mean, things aren't going great for us, but hopefully someday, you know, we'll both be having a Ferrari, right? Yeah, but definitely. We'll start with Jake. We'll let him have one first. No, but seriously, we appreciate it. Um, I've already mentioned a few of the things just with joining the Patreon, right? Being part of that Slack team, being part of our Slack channel, being part of the PSL League, and then just helping Jake and I cover a cost. So thanks to everyone who's already joined. Uh, thank to, For those of you that are thinking about it, um, you know, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, it really helps us out. So let's get into it, Jake. Uh, Mark's the first right in here, um, and he... I think brings up a question that we hit a little earlier in the pod, but we can get right back into it, I guess. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, you are the most anti-premium forward FPL pod on the airways. Did you and Jake get it wrong? And then he follows that up with just a couple other little things. Harry Kane looked fit and rested and clinical. He looked like 30 goal a season, Harry Kane. Should we start making plans to bring him in for uh, game week three? So let's start with that first part, just being the most anti-premium forward pod on the airway. Um there's other podcasts that have said that we last year kind of jumped on that idea pretty early um, because when we started crunching the numbers, it, the premium forwards were not adding up. Okay. At least for that season. Now I know that you have to be, um, you know, flexible, right? You have to be able to adjust from year to year with the point structure and the way teams are performing and yada, yada, yada. But uh, this year, Jake and I have both come out and said, for the most part, we're planning to avoid premium forwards. Now, I want to put a little disclaimer on that. Last year, I had Aguero in my team for a total, I think, of 12 game weeks. So yes, we're anti-premium forward, but that doesn't mean that there's not times in the year to have a premium forward in your squad. If the fixtures are there, if the forward is playing and playing well, it's great to have them in your team. They will return for you. Um, Harry Kane did have a a good first game week, um, but... I mean, in terms of his actual play, he was pretty poor for much of the game and kind of bailed owners Spurs, out. Spurs were poor. Well, yeah, that, that is true. Uh, but he kind of bailed owners out with what was an absolutely ridiculous lucky goal, right? That uh, Lamella yeah. struck the ball. It bounced off one defender. It bounced off a second defender. And literally fell in the lap right. of Harry Kane. Right. So five yards from goal. The second finish was great, but the game now had opened up, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which was really a result of that absurd lucky goal. Um, and so... You know, I, I don't think that we necessarily got it wrong. It's And the other thing is, I don't know, is it like a question of wrong or right? It's just a question of where you get your value on your team. Mm-hmm. You know, the other thing is, right, all the premium mids return too. Yeah, so exactly. that's probably the way you're going if you're not going premium Yeah, forward. like the people who did really well this week had Sterling, Salah, and Kane, which isn't unreasonable. Like we both talked about I, I mean we were concerned that Kane could really start the season off well yes the Man City fixture is troubling but to me Norwich will get opened up I think a lot but honestly Villa is the worst team to get into the Premier League they've bought a lot of players I don't know if they're going to finish bottom three but they did you know what were they in the championship fifth and they won the playoff so right. obviously they're not fantastic literally Spurs looked 
you know, bereft of ideas. Oh, good word. Um, and they really got bailed out for, first by the, the goal, um, by their new center defensive mid. Um, oh, my God. What's this? I want to call him. I want to use the wrong name. What I'm use the wrong name. I don't. I want to call him Dembele, but it's not Dembele. Sissoko. Who are you talking? No, it's about? not Sissoko. Ah, whoever they brought in from center defensive mid, he banged a goal. I'll look it up because that's embarrassing. I'm really confused on who you're even talking about. Um, he had a really nice shot from outside the box, and I feel like that made the game one one, and then the game opened up a little bit more. And like you said, Kane just got really lucky. Um, I think. Again, of all the, the premium forwards, he may be the one to own because I don't know who else is going to score goals for that team, per se. Yeah. Um, well, Thomas Bracken wrote, wrote in as well. He said, a brace from Harry Kane. What will it take for you to change your team structure and fit a premium forward in? So that was something that came up to us quite a bit. So people were saying, well, if you don't have a premium forward, then you'll never be able to get one without taking a bunch of hits, which is not true at all. Um, it's actually quite easy uh, for me, I always keep two premiums in my team. So if I decide that I don't want to have a premium uh, forward or a premium midfielder, then I would drop that midfielder down and I'd upgrade one of my forwards. It's it's quite easy. It's just uh, drop one down, move one up. Now, if you want to try to have three premiums in your team, that's a little bit of a different story. And to me, I think it's going to be really tough to get enough returns uh, that you will be profitable in terms of value week in and week out. I, I think this week it worked, right? Mm-hmm. And there will be other weeks that it will work again, but I think that's going to be pretty tough um, to, to return like that every single week. Yeah, I agree. No, it, not more to say. Yeah, no more to say. Okay, um, Troll wrote in, uh, KWP, is he a liability or the best way into Tottenham's defense? Um, and then he asked a couple other follow-up questions, but we'll start with that. Uh, liability or best way to get into the Tottenham defense? What do you think, Jake? Uh, Tottenham are so hard because they rotate so much. Like, Poch likes to rotate. I like him. He had a good performance. You know, I was considering him. I'm glad I didn't because he didn't, you know, FPL return-wise. I think he's still a risk. Uh, I think the best way would honestly be, like, Loris, personally, um, 0.5 more, but you know he's going to play every game. So, you know, I keep an eye on him. He's on my watch list um, because I think he has a chance to get a lot of assists and he's a mil cheaper than most outside backs or at least half a mil compared to like Patrick Van Anhalt and, and guys like that. Um, but, but yeah, keep an eye. I'm not going to just bring him in right away. Uh, just because of rotation is my concern. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. He also, Troll asked, also asked, is uh, McGinn the 14-15 Mahrez? And then he also has Barnes has 11 goals in 2019. When will it all end? It'll never end. It'll end when we put him back in our teams. Yeah, that's the answer. That is when it will end. Uh, McGinn? He looked decent. Um, I don't know a ton about him. Um, man, he just, some of his runs forward were very impressive. I don't know. I don't know how much more to say on him, though. I, I yeah. just we he's need a to little... watch. But they have yeah. good fixtures now, so right. that's the hard thing. Right. If you don't bring him in right now, like when are you going to do it? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Uh, Stephen Toomey said, "I'm sure the Man United bandwagon is rolling. Uh, not sold yet. Would you hold or buy in on Slabhead or Juan Biscuits and that defense?" Um, 
uh, Rush, Rushi or Rushi wrote in, hi, how many game weeks to give Man United before seriously considering them? Uh, and then keep it on the DL says Martial? <laughs> question mark? Uh, let's start with Steven's question, mm-hmm. and I think it's a really good one, is this idea of, of United's defense. So if we rewind uh, two years ago, right, uh, Man United was the defense to have, right? A lot of people had De Gea. A lot of people had um, like at least one of their center backs. Now you have all these 5.5 options across their back line, and De Gea is at 5.5 as well. Last year was an absolute dump of a season for them. They just defended very poorly. Well, they played poorly in general, mm-hmm. right? The question now becomes, do they become a viable team that we can buy into? Because at 5.5, they're not quite premium, right? They're like a little bit Mm -hmm. below that premium mark. And they're like, most of us could, I I don't know, most of us could probably finagle them into our teams, right? Like as like a fourth Mm -hmm. or even maybe a fifth defender, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think? Are there, I mean, I haven't really seen a lot of stats on like what the XG or XA of like that first match was. Obviously, we can't base all off one match, but they have to be better now, right? They're, they, yeah. they're probably better now with, with Maguire and Wambasaka in that squad. That's the way I look at it. They're better. They'll get more clean sheets, but my concern is I don't see those defenders getting a ton of attacking returns. Right, like right. if any of them are, it's probably going to be Luke also, a.k.a. Travis Shaw. So, to me, I'm not peaked. I also, I mean, Chelsea hit the bar twice and should have scored a True. goal, and that would completely derail this conversation. And Chelsea, I mean, last year were good, so, you know, maybe against weaker teams, Man United's defense is more stout, but they still have bad fixtures. I'm waiting. I'm not super interested, but... Um, Let's let's see in a little bit. And then do you want to take the second uh, question? Martial? Martial. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like Martial. Um, you know, I had a couple of people that mentioned to me, are you considering Martial? And I actually never really did. I was concerned that he wasn't going to be like the central striker for them necessarily. And people were saying, oh, yeah, he's going to. He's going to. Obviously, with Lukaku leaving, that became a more viable option. I'm a little embarrassed even that I didn't really like at least put him out there to talk about it right and to consider him he was never even on my watch list and he was bright against uh against chelsea i mean just looking at um understat they have him listed at let's see an expected goal involvement of 0.83 which is very good so he had a a 0.77 um xg and a point zero six which is pretty low but xa so uh, that's a really good goal involvement for the first match i mean i know it's a it's one game right but if he's playing that far forward out of position at 7.5 he's someone to look at Mm -hmm. the issue for me with him is that i don't have any money in the bank lucas mora would be the straight swap and he's going to price rise martial will price rise tomorrow he might price rise twice there's a chance that he could Mm -hmm. um adam hopcroft tweeted out the other day just like kind of talking about martial uh, and saying like, let's see, this is what he said. Initial thoughts on more to Martial. Better run of fixtures for Martial. Will rise or double price rise in price. Playing as number nine and attacking United side. More nailed than Mora. Why wait a week when Mora faces City? I, I think it is a good question. Um, what do the fixtures look like for well, United? I, yeah, they're at Wolves, which is honestly it's like a tough fixture just as tough yeah, to me as, i mean fixture. i guess it's not just as tough that's that's being a little over exaggerating um but it's tough um so that's 
where I'm like, oh, does it really make sense? But the price rise and the nailedness, those are the two things that I keep like thinking. I'm like, do I really want to, you know, I have 0.5 in the bank, so it's not the end of the world for me, but I would r- much rather keep that 0.5 in the bank for another week if, if need be. Yeah, I mean, this is my transfer probably. Uh, I, I also have Frazier who I want to hold because he has Villa and then after Man City, um, he has like decent fixtures still, uh, not not too concerning until after game week nine when I'm planning on maybe making making my new assessment. Um, so yeah, that that's where I'm at. I, I think yes. The question, the answer to that question is yes. Yeah, I'm leaning towards that as well for my transfer. So we maybe don't need to talk about that later in the pod, right? Yeah. Like I'm leaning towards possibly more out Martial in, but it would have to happen probably tomorrow if I did that. I'm also a huge proponent of trying to hold, um, but this is something that I see as like dangerous enough for me that I can make that transfer and then try to hold the week after. My fixtures line up well mm-hmm. if I do that. So I, I guess we'll we'll see exactly. Um, let's keep moving though. We do still have a number of questions and, and some things to get through. So Will Bill said, should we be abandoning double, triple Liverpool defense due to the Allison injury? Two point, oh, said now Allison is is crocked is that a british term again i I don't know like was that like a crock pot i thought it was like the shoes crocs oh yeah there's holes in them yeah he's wearing crocs yeah probably now that he's wearing those (laughs) he's just on the sideline wearing crocs like (laughs) here we go uh damn british people (laughs) they're saying their words yeah uh my google doc even like um like blue underlines it like are you sure that's what you're trying to say (laughs) uh now that he's crocked uh is it time to sell liverpool defense and spread the money elsewhere uh no what do you think no because they get so many attacking returns like it's like they lost a clean sheet and trent got one less point than everybody else who had a uh, player who got a clean yeah. sheet like i don't even care like it's it's one point for one game yeah you, you there you have other problems on your team other than that yeah okay they're they are an incredible pick they will continue to get clean sheets even with allison out mm-hmm. uh and they will continue to get attacking returns so they're they're stay on do not drop don't drop the liverpool players the whole season yeah no and and they still have great fixtures which is the other reason yeah. to just keep a hold of them trent was taking free kicks and corners. Uh, Rabo was literally in the other team's box. Van Dyke is always a chance to score on set pieces. No. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Wilson wrote in, I have to work on Saturdays. That sucks. And don't get to watch any of the games. Uh, on eye test, who looked the best? That's a good question. I only watched uh, three matches actually this weekend mm-hmm. um, because we are kind of in vacation mode and we're my wife and I were we're now in L.A. Actually, people probably we didn't say that, did we? We're not in Seattle still. Mm-hmm. We're back in L.A. and that's just the life I live. You know, I'm just wherever I want to go. Hollywood. Hashtag Patreon. Uh, and Hashtag Coachella. What? what? <laughs> it has nothing to do with what we're doing. No, it's not Coachella. Uh, so... So I only got to watch three games. You got to watch a little bit more than I did, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, who were like some eye test players that you like? I mean, I don't love yeah. that term eye test even like because I think that people maybe put too much into it. Right. But I'll tell you who did not pass the eye test. Barkley did not. And Zuma did not pass the eye test. Zuma did not. Barkley uh, is hard because like you said, he just pissed away so many chances. So he didn't pass the eye test, but he also was the only Chelsea p- player I felt yeah. like that had the that's chances. True. Yeah, so that's like, true. Mm, 
Yeah. Uh, I'll hit a few players we haven't talked about and which I'm surprised haven't been questions. I mean, I'm going to go with Pookie first. Pookie looked really good. Little Pukaki. <laughs> Little Pukaki looked fantastic against Liverpool. He's just like sliding through their back line like you know no one no one even knew where he was he could have ended up with multiple goals he actually had an xa as a forward of 0.11 against one of the best defensive teams in the league last year yeah he's good uh i don't know if i'd bring him in right now because his fixtures are terrible but he might be kind of one of those players that's fixture proof like jimenez and um wilson last year I like him, and I would not blame you if you brought him in this week to sit to to just change some things up if need be. Rashford is another one who yeah, passed the eye test. True. He's on PKs. Like, thank the Lord they finally taken Pogba's back to where he should be. Right, center defensive mid, fat, fat, slow <laughs> in the center. Like, I don't know, like why he gets so pissed about playing there. That's where he belongs. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> He's not anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if he stays there, perfect. No one's going to have Pogba in their team for the rest of the year. We can have Martial and or Rashford and, and really benefit. Those are the two big guys, I would say. There's more, but we'll we'll hit them maybe on other questions. Yeah. Uh, Marvin wrote in, knee-jerk question. Should we consider three premiums on the wild card? So some managers will be early wild carding here. So three premiums. Salah, Sterling, and then Kane or Aubameyang. Uh, and I actually, I'm just going to let Lauren answer it because Lauren responded to this question. I think it was on either Slack or Twitter. I can't remember. But uh, Lauren said, let's see how consistent they actually are. First, the worry about having so many premiums is that if or when they don't have incredible games, you're kind of screwed because the rest of your team is trash. I very much want to wait and see. Uh, I'm also not a ha- fan of premium forwards. I don't think there's a lot, lot more to add. Yeah, Lauren is now uh, going to take my job as a co-host. You've been bumped, Jack. I've been bumped. You've been bumped. Uh, Gautam wrote in, uh, do we need KDB in our teams to just sit there and accumulate points? Easily switchable with Sun if the ladder explodes like we know he can. Uh, it's a good question. I tried so hard to get KDB in my team. I couldn't balance it out correctly if I had Sterling and KDB. That was kind of the choice. Mm-hmm. I'm happy I went with Sterling just because of how absurdly dangerous he was in the match. Um, obviously, if you can fit KDB in, he's. I think he's an awesome pick. I think he'll finish with 200 points this year. You know, give you give you around uh, you know 21 points uh, per million, which is mm-hmm. is decent, um, pretty good. Not like explosive, but but really consistent, right? Week mm-hmm. in and week out. If you're a little above that 20. But for the record, that's a good number. If you're looking at points per million, um, 20s, 21, right? Somewhere in there is very good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you can get him, you, you, you can. But that's the issue is like a lot of people have Salah. A lot of people have Sterling. Can you afford KDB and still have, you know, enough enough funds for other things? Yeah, I think it depends on your 6.5 and below forward. So maybe if you have those forwards already, like that's perfect. But um, like, or if you have like a Rashford and you're just going to play a single striker, maybe that's the time. Yeah, funny that that's the only question we've seen on KDB. Like he just ticks along and it's pretty quiet usually. And then he'll maybe have a big game here or there. But yeah, an assist, a clean, a clean points. You know, he was close to getting bonus points, I think, up until like the end of the game. He's a good player to try to fit into your team. And uh, like Gautam Gautam said, he kind of is in a nice spot where you can go to any mid-range forward 
or midfielder, excuse me. And also you can go up to a midfielder if you need to, too. The problem is, like you said, with Sterling and Salah both getting double returns and them being in your team, hopefully, it's hard to find a way to do it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we have one more question, and it's from Emma, and it's similar to the question that we started uh, kind of the top of the pod with from Mark, uh, and she says, what have we learned from the season so far, and how might we take advantage of it to avoid an early wild card? So, for example, when is it worth taking a hit to do a mini wild card and get people in before price rises? Uh, put them out of easy reach. An example could be Rashford. Is it best to wait a couple weeks, or do you just jump in? Uh, this is a way more complicated question than it maybe initially sounds. And the reason for that is because everyone's teams are so specific, right? The way your team is set up, uh, how many premiums you have, um, you know, did you actually, did you work with price points or did you not, right, on your team? Did you focus more on value? Did you focus more on price points? Did you use some sort of combination of the two in player selection? So uh, it's it's a little tough to answer, but for me... I don't plan, we talked about this last week, I don't plan early wild cards necessarily. Um, and I think that if you can avoid hitting the wild card button like really early, like you definitely should not be wild carding the first three game weeks, right? Some managers have target, targeted like after game week four because there's an international break to kind of reassess wild card and see what's going on. Some managers the same for uh, game week eight. Um, you know, for me, the last two years, I've played my wild card. I think in game weeks 11 and game weeks 12. Mm -hmm. Um, And I actually, both times, my teams kind of took a dump for like a couple weeks. I thought like, you know, my team was going to transform and be very good all of a sudden, but it was not the case. Uh, And so I would say for sure, like avoiding hits is probably a good idea. But the next part of that question, like should you mini wildcard to try to get certain players in before price rises? That's a little harder to answer. I mean, do you have thoughts on that? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think the thought is now would be the time to do it because, you know, we learned so much more information right off the bat. But so you're saying, wait, so you're saying yes, like take a hit? No, no, I just saying like if at any point in the year you were going to take hits, I feel like now would be the time if Hmm. that makes sense. But I still would stay away from it unless your team is you know, really in trouble. And I would at least give it two game weeks to get like double the information. Um, I guess for me, I mean, I would think the opposite. Like I would think later in the year when you really do have a lot of information is better to take hits. I I guess my point would be like the hit brings so much more value because you're going to have that player hopefully for a lot of game weeks then, if that makes sense. And then also you're avoiding... Because honestly, like the point one price rise for most managers is going to be the downfall, yeah, right? That's true. So if you're avoiding that by making the double switch really quick, it could it could help you. But again, I don't I don't know. I feel like this this week went pretty according to script. So I don't know why you would be having to do it right off the bat. Hopefully, um, but I I don't think I would take hits. Um, and I think, again, I agree, like the wild card, the later you can do it, almost the better. Yeah, I wonder, some managers were talking to us last year about having saved their wild card until the winter, right? So you have until the midpoint of the season mm-hmm. to utilize that wild card. And some people were using it like around Boxing Day and, and and the holiday season there. That would be interesting. I've never held a wild card that long. That Wouldn't that be interesting to have a wild card like at that halfway point? 
completely switch up your team and then have another wild card coming up like 10 weeks, you know, eight or 10 weeks that you're probably playing it again. Yeah, I think last year those managers did really well. So yeah. that's honestly kind of my plan. I feel like with the fixtures the way they are, it's definitely doable. Like yeah. there seems to be large chunks of really good fixtures for every team. They all, you know, are kind of all in a row on the on the teams that we're interested in, right? Like Man City and Liverpool start off great. Everton start off great. Bournemouth, which is a little bit of a concern they also start off great. But then like it switches over and like Leicester have a good run of fixtures. Man United have a good run of fixtures. I, I so that's something to keep an eye on using the wild card later. So then if you're using the wild card later and you really need to take a hit, I guess you could. Um, but I would try to avoid it. Cool. Those are our questions. Uh, a lot of really good ones this week. Thanks for writing in. Anyone else that's listening, if you ever want to send a question in, uh, you can email us at theartofthedive at gmail.com. You can go to our Facebook, or excuse me, our Twitter page, and you can uh, tweet at DiveFPL. Uh, I always post like a tweet um, that we're going to be doing a podcast normally the day before. So on Saturday or Sunday, that tweet goes out, and then a lot of people will comment on it um, to send questions in. Um, so yeah, send something into us. We love hearing from people, especially new folks that want to be involved in the pod. Uh, Jake captain shouts. Um, I think the big two choices of course are the two big hitters from last week, right? Sterling's going to be playing at home against Spurs, which is a tough fixture. Uh, Salah is away, which he traditionally isn't as good at against Southampton. Um, I don't know. I mean, do you have one that you kind of have picked out right now? I currently have it on Sala. I have it on Sala. I read some interesting like information that he, you know, Southampton tend to do a little bit against a little bit better against Liverpool. Uh, I'll have to wait and see on that because Sala does really well against non-top six sides. So mm-hmm. to me, he's the answer. Um, Sterling also tends to struggle against top six sides. That's just the way how the game goes. Like even though they're at home, I'm leaning Sala unless something I read or something changes this week really, really changes my mind. Um, and and yeah, did you want to talk about plans? I mean, I think we already covered it, but we're both considering Mora out for Martial. Um, another player we didn't talk about, and again, this stuff's important, and a lot of, I don't, actually, I shouldn't say a lot of, but I think Lundstrom is a really interesting player. We both have him. He's owned by 7% of the fantasy community, so not a small amount. I think more the community that does a lot on Twitter and things, um, but he definitely is a player I may consider actually starting at home against Crystal Palace. It sounds strange, like usually that's a player that you'd have coming in off the bench, but Crystal Palace just didn't really create a ton against Everton, and now they're away from home. I know Zaha's probably a little bit more back, but something I might consider for my team. Like it. Like it. Okay. Um, follow us on Twitter at DiveFPL, Instagram, The Art of the Dive, online, DiveFPL.com. Uh, we'll have some real hot picks coming out soon from Jake and I's vacation that we'll be throwing up on Instagram. So you're going to want to follow us on there so that you can uh, you can save those to your personal phone files. Mm-hmm. Uh, download the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, um, Podbean, Overcast, basically wherever you can find podcasts. We are now there. Um, Spotify was our big one that we just added uh, last week. So a lot of people are happy about that. Um, and then, like we mentioned, support our Patreon if you can. We really appreciate it. Jake, do you have anything else you want to add to the pod before we sign off today? Nope, I don't think so. Okay. 
Uh, so Jake and I will be potting again next week. Um, and then we'll actually be back again together. Jake's coming to my part of the country uh, for our, a big soccer match that he's been training very hard for. Mm-hmm. And he'll be there for it. And then we'll be recording as well. Um, so we're pretty excited. Uh, if you have any questions, make sure to send them in to us. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it, huh? Yeah, that's it. Okay, let's get out of here. I'm Marco. And I'm Jake. And remember, you should dive. Fuck yeah!